Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. Twin Cities, Eastside, <laughs> Minneapolis, all you neighboring communities and everything. It's a wonderful snowy morning. <laughs> I'm laughing because, uh, yeah, my car almost didn't start. Uh, and I just have to say, first off, one, thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with me, uh, your Ambuji foodie. Uh, I'm going to encourage you, wherever you are listening to the show, um, especially if you're driving in your car, please be careful. Please be safe. Um, Now that that is out of the way, (laughs) because it's really kind of slippery and treacherous out there. Um, Again, let me thank you for joining me this morning uh, to talk about, you know, food. As always, you know, this is a food show. Uh, You can find me here every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. And as your neighborhood foodie, uh, you know, I'm going to try to talk about new restaurants, new places for you to go and and try out um, maybe some experiences that I've had um, at my own visits and so forth. But. I hope that you have an opportunity to share some of that uh, with me as well. So let me give you the telephone number so that you're able to do that, which is 651-200-3479. Once again, that is 651-200-3479. Please feel free. Remember, this show is for you as the community, as audience listeners and so forth. Um, I know that I'm the person that is sharing uh, you know about restaurant experiences or just new places and so forth but really it's it's for you the community um, I really enjoy engaging and sharing this information and it I would like it to be an interchange so feel free to give me a call make a comment make a suggestion of maybe a new place that you have gone to that you've never heard uh, me talk about on the show uh, you never know I might just go there myself and enjoy a really great experience or find out what type of experience to have at that place Uh, but let me also give you social media information as well and then we'll jump right into the show Uh, you can find me on Facebook which is the unbougie foodie on Instagram which is the underscore unbougie foodie Twitter is at unbougie foodie but then also I have a a web page that I would invite you to go to or to visit uh, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com um, again you'll have an opportunity to uh, hear past shows uh, read articles that I've written for you know a local um, uh, community newspaper and 
see photos of places that I have gone to and just enjoyed really great food or just food in general. Um, I think Instagram though is kind of like where it's like for first and foremost. So there's the social media. Once again, let me give you that telephone number just so that you have that. If you missed it at the beginning of the social media, it is 651-200-3479. And you can call in, make a comment, and share. You know, interestingly enough, I have... Uh, lately, I've been really focusing in on either organizations or chefs or restaurants, businesses, etc. that are trying to do more with food um, that seems like it would be wasted or just thrown away. And I'm quite sure that you know what I'm talking about. I mean, literally you know, the, the waste, the food waste that we have in the United States is at a, an alarming rate um, that some might refer to um, what I believe it was the one, the um, United States um, Department of Agriculture, they reported that 30 to 40 percent of food uh, that's produced for human consumption is wasted. And in Minnesota alone, that's about 519,400 tons of food. Tons <laughs> of food. And that's just, again, Minnesota alone. Um, that's a lot. And then when you put a dollar amount to it, um, and this is overall, it's not, it's not Minnesota, but still, it's, you know, we're part of the United States. And the U.S., you know, we waste about 165 million dollars worth of food annually so and that's even when there are you have americans that are or individuals in you know the united states that one in seven are actually going to food banks to get food so uh, on this show we know we talk about resources on where to get food if you are hungry uh, or, you know, making it more accessible to individuals that perhaps don't have uh, an opportunity to go to a grocery store that is about six or seven miles away or, or longer or further a distance, I'll say, because of, hello, in inclement weather or not having a vehicle to actually drive. Um, they rely on public transportation and, you know, it makes it very difficult. And I'm talking about this because, again, it's something that um, I've just been kind of researching, and I'm no expert, um, but the research that you find, is, it's kind of worrisome, especially when you have, uh, we do have neighborhoods that we're aware of that and communities that are going without food for whatever reason uh, whether it be food apartheid not having that accessibility uh, or there's not an appropriate place for them to purchase um, any type of food or they have food and because they don't have an appropriate storage uh, it 
it it, it goes rotten. I, we have to find a way of a, a solution. We really do. And I, I'm glad that we that the research is out there and people are talking about how do we actually prevent um, this scenario to continue um, of food waste when we know that there are individuals in our communities that have issues with getting accessible food. That brings me to an organization that I found out um, probably some time ago, back in September. Um, it wasn't open. It wasn't, didn't know that much about it other than the fact that it was a nonprofit that was going to tackle food waste uh, and making food more uh, available for individuals um, in communities that don't have access to that. Um, and you could certainly read up more about the organization itself by going to their website and first the organization is called provision community restaurant and that's a unique name in itself but again it lends itself the name itself lends uh, gives you an opportunity to see what the organization is about provision community restaurant uh, this is a nonprofit organization that joins together with a you know a number of restaurants that are aiming to actually address that the food insecurity and waste. Um, and the executive director, um, I believe her name is Anna Weinke, I think. Um, she created this after you know being in the community and wanting to help at. Uh, a local men's shelter uh, and if you are a caring person when you are a caring person you notice the the faces or the demeanor of individuals in this instance when we're talking about food and because of being in that that space of um, being at a shelter feeding men or individuals that uh, might be uh, in a homeless situation you notice their faces. You notice their their demeanor, um, how they might approach or not approach to have a conversation. And she wanted to change that. She herself has been in the food industry, um, culinary world for um, over fifteen years, and she saw this in in that space of the shelter and felt that of being a, a chef and working behind the scenes and in all areas of you know of the restaurant front of the house back and so forth she felt that these gentlemen or individuals that are in this situation um, at the shelter or that facility why couldn't they be treated um, with in a respectful manner uh, elevated and giving them an opportunity to have really great food as well and she came together with a number of um, restauranteurs uh, chefs um, individuals that felt strongly about the same situation that uh, she wanted to 
focus on in the community. And so a number of these restaurants are, you know, pulling together, uh, donating ingredients. Um, some of them are providing opportunities for education um, in at Provision Community Restaurant, I'm, what I'm saying. So this organization, and uh, you could again find out more information at www.provisioncommunity.org. Again, provisioncommunity.org. Um, that will give folks an opportunity, and I'll, I'll touch more on it or expand more on it why it is so important because uh, it's very it's unique uh, for Minneapolis not certain if there is any other restaurant that has it this type of uh, operation I would say um, but there they are a and I'll explain that you know there are basically a pay what you can um, type of organization. A really great article was uh, was actually um, I guess created or written um, about a provision. And they go into detail more about um, what provision will actually do for the community. Uh, there was a org there's an organization called One World Everyone Eats. Mentions that it is a pay what you can restaurant within the United States, or there are about 60 pay what you can restaurants in the United States, and about 120 more that are currently in development for the future. So this might seem like oh it's a new process or operation it's not uh it really is it, it really is something that uh, more restaurants organizations have been focusing on um so you will see a lot more of them um being developed and talked about in the communities or in different cities across the nation, if you would. Um, I, when you go to their website, Provision Community uh, Restaurant, you know, it talks, their mission, uh, they stated, is to foster, to foster creative, community-based solutions to overcome food insecurity, isolation, and hardships in the lives of our neighbors. So, Clearly, they are taking they are taking the opportunity to uh, be proactive with this uh, issue of food accessibility, food waste. Um, but they're doing it on on a level of people wanting to help other people, um, and that's again through restaurants. Uh, it's also through you know, volunteering because the, the restaurant itself is actually going to be staffed by volunteers. Um, it's going to be open. It, it, there's a plan for it to be open in April to 2019, but it's going to be open to the general public 
for dinner three days a week and then brunches on Sunday, uh, excuse me, on Saturdays. Um, but again, April is when that's really going to be available, if you would. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, it's not just there are solutions or there are people and organizations that are looking at um, some type of solution and recognizing that we have um, a situation with the correlation between food accessibility and food waste. Um, yeah, it's 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 encouraging. And it's not just here. Um, there are other places as well that are looking, uh, you know, using this as an opportunity to help their communities as well. There were other articles that I, you know, that I've seen that clearly you're like, wow, how is this, you know, going to work? How is this possible? Um, and again, like I said, it's not just here. Maybe perhaps it's because it's the first time something like that is in the communities or in the Twin Cities. But there was an article in about a couple in you know a black-owned restaurant in Alabama. They actually launched this, and um, they are actually allowing people, allowing their customers, to pay what they can. Um, what I believe it's called uh, I believe it's Drexel yeah it's Drexel Honeybee's restaurant uh, I know we're talking about you know the show really is talking we talk about food and because I mentioned about provision I wanted to let you know that it is elsewhere at, that these opportunities to focus on helping your communities, it happens also. So it, this, it's just encouraging, it's uplifting, um, especially when people are recognizing that there is a problem. But it, again, it's a wonderful, it's a write-up uh, in the Westside Gazette uh, in Alabama. Um, yeah, I just thought, you know, this, it was interesting to bring up and, and to share with the community um, as I've stated many times on the show talking with the community or finding out if there is resources within your neighborhood that you need to that you would like to find out or that you are aware of and like to share with the community please feel free to do that um, again this show is for you it is for the community um, the telephone number here to share those resources um, is 651-200-3479. Um, once again, 651-200-3479. There are many other uh, opportunities or ways that we can help. Um, and that's for further discussion. Um, thinking about volunteering at maybe your local Salvation Army. Um, we have one on the east side. Um, specifically on pain um, you know they have a food shelf but they also are looking for volunteers as well so if you you might have resources or know a specific resource or whatnot but if you don't 
um, and you feel that, hey, I'd like to lend um, my volunteer, my physical provisions or um, to help in whatever capacity, serve at a, at a shelter or at a food, um, a food bank, um, help distribute food, uh, distribute food. Um, it's moments like that, that, uh, people are coming together in one way or another. It's not always just about eating food, but sharing food or distributing food. It brings people together. You never know what type of stories, uh, or interesting individual you will actually meet by having a conversation, preparing a bag of groceries. Uh, it's not a political show, but we've had what the government shut down that in itself, um, people, you know, that were out of jobs or couldn't pay their bills or whatnot. Um, we're going to food banks and most likely they needed individuals to volunteer their time and so forth. So yeah, it's always uplifting when you're done with doing some type of volunteerism and being that, you know, it's important for us to be a community and look out for one another. Food is a great way in which to do that. All right. Along those lines, though, uh, I want to mention that, you know, that with the waste uh, food waste there is an event gosh that I wanna where is that event I believe and it's coming up so I think you're gonna appreciate what it is um, oh goodness I believe, okay, hold on, I will find it. It's called Taste the Waste. And if you've not, are you, if you're not familiar with it, uh, a very popular and chef, uh, friend of the show too, uh, is actually going to be involved and heading that up. You could actually, if you're looking on Facebook, you can actually type in Taste the Waste. It is going to be on Thursday, February 7th. So this is in advance, telling you in advance. Um, there is an entry fee. So, you know, take that into consideration. Um, it is going to be from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Um, February 7th. Uh, it will be at, and it's going to be hosted by um, uh, Red Stag Supper Club. But the purpose of it or the details behind it, it's uh, an inventive culinary experience that transforms recovered food into a menu of delectable small plates. Uh, the event is going to feature menu items created by um, Chef Marquat, which I believe that's Marquat, Zach Marquat uh, from Tiny Diner, um, Chef Chanel Winkle uh, from The Bird Rocks, um, Chef Lachelle Cunningham from Shell's Kitchen 
and also um, St. Paul Culinary, um, St. Paul uh, College Culinary students. Um, they are co-partnering, if you would, with uh, Wedge and Linden Hill Co-ops that's going to actually be donating the food for the evening. Um, but again, it, I lead into that because as they're indicating on the details, well, why are we talking about food waste? Why is it so important? And with some of the statistics, the brief st statistics that I gave to you or mentioned before, you know, up to 40% of the food that's in the United States is never really eaten. Um, one, they've indicated one in eight Americans, they struggle to put food, enough food on the table. So here is an opportunity to come and enjoy a meal um, with recovered food. And I think that's important to mention too, because sometimes certain fruits and vegetables might be thrown away because of having just a small blemish on it. Um, and that's what we're, you know, we're talking about too, that, you know, you can't, a small blemish, you can, I, I'm just going to say, I was raised, um, it's a small blemish, it could be cut off, you know, the rest, why are you going to throw an entire apple away or, you know, a vegetable away if part of it has like a blemish? I mean, you can cut that blemish off, away, or whatnot, um, but why not, of course, uh, make sure that you are utilizing that those foods or those vegetables and produce and so forth um, from a, fully without throwing that away. I learned that in that instance of throwing away produce that a small blemish being you know with that produce being thrown out not only does that food end up in landfills um it could have been eaten by someone else or by a, another family or family that really could have utilized it um but it starts to rot and then it starts releasing that a greenhouse it, it adds to that greenhouse effect or it starts releasing greenhouse gases um adding to our the situation that we're having with climate change um yeah it's it's a it be, is becoming a problem and we we talked about already i mentioned how what 519,400 tons of food imagine that rotting you know and adding to our the effects of climate change and what that what that does um so going back to taste the waste here you'll have an opportunity to enjoy really great food that's being created by these wonderful chefs and these organizations that are that are planning to go uh, planning to go what am i saying <laughs> that are, <laughs> are putting this together um so that you could actually see also that you know here are some things that you here's some Here's some uh, either produce or items that you could use. It may not have to be a, a huge meal, but you could have a really great, create a really great dish 
in, in small plates with items that you may have thought okay no that it has a blemish i'm gonna throw that away it's like no that can still be used or you know no one really likes to waste food i i would believe uh, no one wants to i would i would hope um but here you'll have that opportunity to actually taste some really great food of recovered food so there might be restaurants that have said hey we've got loaves of bread that we i guess we're not going to be using uh or that it do we want to say day old bread or something i don't know um or we have a you know a, a carton of onions that you know a few of them have gotten a little bit soft or something uh, we're about to throw these out here's some bananas that you know seem to have gotten a little bit brown on the outside you know on the skin of course um or you know some kale here they're a, a little bit wilted uh, so again these are recovered foods that restaurants or co-ops you know that are actually bringing in to these chefs and saying use them and these chefs are of course glad to do that because not only do uh, it gives them the opportunity to be creative but creative in sharing that food with you uh, as individuals that want to find out hey Here's, we've created this small dish uh, from, you know, kale that someone would have thought, no, that's wilted. Here's a wonderful fruit, I mean, a wonderful salad um, that you could do at home. Um, this would be my first time actually going to this event. I hope to see uh, others going as well. But I would hope, and I'm, I'm hoping, maybe I'm wishful thinking um, that there will be maybe like recipes <laughs> that we could possibly use um, or that we could do a, a, like a takeaway it would be so awesome I, I I would hope that they would let us do it I don't know <laughs> it, it would be great I'm just saying I'm just saying I don't know <laughs> um, but yeah taste the waste uh, February 7th and uh, definitely check it out uh, just type in in Facebook on the search bar taste the waste and it should actually come right up so uh, it like I said it's gonna be at the red stag red stag supper club um, that's located at 509 first Avenue Northeast um, uh, of course that's Minneapolis but again that's gonna be on a Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. So um, I hope to see you all there. Uh, I definitely want to learn more about what dishes can actually be made because it would give you ideas uh, of what you can make. You don't have to make the exact same thing, but hey, maybe you have some vegetables that you know gosh i've had this in my refrigerator for maybe about a week i've got to do something with it rather than just simply throwing it away and be like nope it's trash find something to do with it um and help with cutting down on food waste um and of course uh, adding to the situation of the climate change that we're you know constantly facing just a suggestion just a suggestion there is um, a restaurant that I have I have not gone to, 
but it's I, I say that in a way of well I don't know in a way of I, I'm one person I can't go to all these restaurants by myself um, but it's called Cafe Racer Kitchen and they are located at 2929 East 25th Street, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I love what they have on, uh, I suppose it's their tagline or maybe their, it's maybe their mission. Um, but it says it's, a, they have a passion for food, a calling for service. They are, City Pages actually awarded them um, best of, um, best hot dog uh and you know they received that um in 2018 so gosh you go on their page and you're looking at this wonderful hot dog <laughs> uh yeah that is the that is the uh the dilemma of being a, a radio show food host or excuse me a food radio show host because when you're talking about food you get hungry so yeah um <laughs> but cafe racer kitchen you know they are a minnesota-based food truck restaurant and catering company um it being described as um you know healthy latin american cuisine uh and like i said they mentioned they do catering but they also have a food truck, but they have, they work with the communities. They work with the communities, businesses, um, because they're trying to take care of, of individuals <laughs> or their community in, in general. Um, they've stated, we take care in providing a product and service that is unique to every customer and event. And I was looking at their menu I was looking at their menu, dry mouth. And uh, one of the things that I'm seeing, or a number of things that I'm seeing are uh, definitely the, they have a Colombian street dog. And that's described as being beef or soy on a soft bun, um, pico verde, um, sriracha aioli, um, cilantro aioli, uh, crumbled chips, uh, pickled um, sweet peppers and queso. So it's giving them um, it's a full and and it's I believe it says that it's, it's vegan um, as well. So well, hello. So it, it could it can be vegan. That's what I should say because it says beef or soy. So in this instance, if you're worried about uh, you or you're trying to eat more vegan vegetarian so forth here's an opportunity for you to have here's a place that gives you some options if you would um and looking throughout the menu not only is do they have these vegan or vegetarian options they also have gluten-free uh, as well so that's and i'm only looking on their brunch menu actually i haven't looked on like their dinner dinner menu which i mean gosh they have what arroz con pollo um, that's gluten-free, so it's saffron roasted chicken. Um, I now I don't know what this is, unless it's the rice itself is 
that Criollo sauce or <laughs> you've heard me mention it when I've gone to places like um, Chimborazo, uh, uh, Aji Criollo. Uh, and that's what they're offering on this arroz con pollo. Um, Criollo rice, um, yoko frita, and um, sweet plantains. Sweet plantains. <laughs> if I'm going to say that uh, in the English dialect or American dialect. Um, yeah. Blizian say sweet plantains. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have many other things as well on the menu. They have tapas, um, arepa de queso, that's uh, white corn masa, uh, mozzarella, uh, local um, honey butter, and queso. Um, here's another arepa co uh, costeña. Uh, which is pan-fried um, uh, white corn um, cheese masa. Uh, the Colombian street dog, again, um, that's for dinner. So there are a number of different items that are on this menu that um, you'll definitely find um, pleasing. And I, I, I shouldn't have done it, but I clicked over to the dessert. <laughs> and it says, very first thing, my weakness um tres leches uh if you've not had tres leches you're missing out on life <laughs> but uh it's a vanilla cake smothered in condensed milk cream garnished with chocolate and oranges see that that right there <laughs> would send me to <laughs> oblivion <laughs> Because, I mean, if you, again, you have had to have tres leches, but then to also have that uh, extra of the chocolate and the oranges, I've not had that type of uh, combination. Um, I've had, definitely had tres leches with maybe like strawberries, um, you know, as a, a, an added garnish. Um, I think I've had even, uh, what, a chocolate tres leches cake, but this just seems to be taking it to a level of I don't know what to do with my own life <laughs> um, I, but you'd have to check it out you really do have to check it out again I, I as I mentioned and I, I'm honest with you when I tell you that I have not been to places this is not a place that I've gone to yet um, I again just doing research and finding out uh, about it I did not know um, but I came across it in an article and I was like, why have I not known about this? So there you have it. Um, and I don't know. I probably didn't. I did give you the address, which is 2929 East 25th Street. That is Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55406. Um, you know, for more information, feel free to visit their website, which is www cafe racer mn.com so that's c-a-f-e-r-a-c-e m as in mary n as in nancy.com and you'll find out a whole lot more uh, about them um i am always so excited to talk about you know this next place uh because they just have fun stuff always going on just really awesome stuff and i just feel i need to be involved or 
involved in the sense of I need to be there and I need to taste it. <laughs> That's what it is. So I'm going to mention about um, a very familiar place on the east side. I love them. I really do. Cook St. Paul. But they're actually having a Hawaiian food chef actually doing a, a pop-up residency at um, Cook St. Paul. Um, there was a recent article that was uh, done in the Pioneer Press that talks about um, you know, this residency that is going to be happening with Ono Hawaiian plates. Um, and you could find them on Facebook by just typing in Ono Hawaiian plates. Um, that's O-N-O Hawaiian plates. Uh, and you'll, gosh, you'll definitely find out a whole lot more about uh, their cuisine, what they do. Uh, but the article talks about um, how they are going to be doing traditional Hawaiian lunch plates of rice, macaroni salad, and then some type of protein is going to be offered. So there, you know, these type of proteins will be uh, chicken katsu, uh, beef stew, and that could change from week to week. You'd actually have to check on the uh, Ono social web uh, media website, you know, before you actually find out. But it is uh, the individuals Warren Seto, uh, Seta and um, Jess Kelly. They are um, the owners, creators of Ono Hawaiian plates. Um, they are going to have a serving a menu of Hawaiian fare from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m every tuesday um very casual if you're familiar with cook st paul you know that it's very casual um and i don't want to just overly stress very casual but it's casual it's not uh, you know you have to wear a jacket or anything um it's casual um but it's it's very uh, intimate um you know they order at their tables the dishes are going to be um, packaged in takeout boxes and then so customers have an opportunity to take those orders either to go um, or you know they'll have about what five or six tables they could try to be at you know customers I'm saying could try to be at one of those ta six tables and eat their food there so yeah it, it's a wonderful place already uh, you know Eddie Wu does some really wonderful stuff I mean just what he does coming out of that out of Cook St. Paul I mean yeah so that moves us along too because that's just the Hawaiian pop up um, Eddie Wu is actually going to be planning a special theme menu of his own at Cook St. Paul and that's going to be inspired by you know the is the Korean nights that he has and literally apparently there were crowds that were lined up out the door um, so he's going to start featuring Korean lunches from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. every Wednesday um, this is going to be interesting I have not I don't know what this is I've not heard it before so this is very new to me um, but I'm excited for it because I'm more than happy to try anything new um, these lunches that he's going to be offering is going to be called Just Say You. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled J-U-S-E-Y-O. 
so all one word j-u-s-e-y-o um it's going to feature build your own rice bowls um, with offerings such as kimchi pickled jalapenos beef or pork um, bulgogi um chorizo and bacon um yeah gosh it's gonna be launching in february um and if i'm not mistaken and uh, correct me if i'm wrong because i know i have seen it i know that i've seen it um jus hmm i know i have to see i knew it was there i knew it so it's an event um february 6th so if you actually type in that say that word that i mentioned um and i i won't say it just a word it's most likely a cuisine um or a specific dish i really want to find that out oh wow see it i'm i'm uh, yeah find out about it. oh no um jesse I'm going to ask. I'm going to have to find out about that if I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you type in that in uh, Facebook, you will find that that is an event that is actually going to be beginning February 6th. Again, hosted by Cook St. Paul. Not familiar with where Cook St. Paul is? Shame on you. <laughs> uh, they're located at 1124 Payne Avenue. Uh, and that's St. Paul, Minnesota 55130, right here on the east side. Um, I love y'all. Y'all know how much I love you at, at Cook St. Paul. Um, yeah. And so it's not just happening just on that date. There, there are other dates as well. I mean, when you go to the event, you would actually be able to see all the different other days. And um, I'll just say that it, like we said, it's going to happen every Wednesday from 10 to 2 right now from what I see it says you know from February all the way through April that might change I don't know you know <laughs> but uh, I definitely know that I am actually going to be from 10 to 2 on Wednesdays hmm. do I drive all the way I don't know we'll figure out something because I'm, I'm going to that uh, I am definitely going to that I will find my way to it. Purposely find my way to it. Um, yeah. So I, I love the fact that we have all these different options in which to choose from. So again, if you are so inclined and feel free to share some of your own stories, please feel free to give me a call here at the radio station. It is 651-200-3479. Again, that is 651-200-3479. I saw, and this was, I'd say within the last week, um, just came across my, oh boy, seriously. No, no, no. I I am looking at I am looking at um an article or I found this article again uh, last week Thursday. So you know how there are oh, don't do this to me. 
you know, reading articles, you know, on in certain newspapers and so forth, and then come to find out that you can't read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just say that you know how that there are little the little libraries where you take a book uh or you know leave a, take a book or leave a book um or some place some of these little libraries they actually give you an opportunity to you know sit down and read right there at that little library well here you have i don't know here you have um in the north end you know residents they are now in saint paul uh, i should mention that or clarify that in, in st paul there's a neighborhood or community um that's referred to as the north end uh, so inspired by the free libraries little free libraries there is a free pantry that helps people or neighbors that are hungry um and gosh i apologize that you know online you at, when you first look at it or you could kind of look at it and that's about that but uh without subscribing um you can't subscribe i mean you can't look at it <laughs> um but uh, in this instance uh you could certainly do a search online to find out little pantries um and go from there uh i really want to share that article with you but i, I can't <laughs> at the moment uh, it's not working out for me <laughs> but anyway uh i'll have that for you next time or if i'll say next week if not i will have it on the facebook page or just share it on my on the facebook page um uh, i'm so sad about that because i wanted to give it uh, read more of the article um and i saved it specifically knowing that i wanted to so i apologize <laughs> ahead of time uh as always this has been a wonderful time uh sharing information about food with you all uh i really do appreciate those that are have been listening on uh the the interweb on the internet specifically uh your in, the internet users uh especially those that are listening in on the tune in app uh, you could download that on any of your mobile devices or if you're at your computer uh, you could go to www.tunein.com and search for weqy and hey you could listen to my show I, i'm going to be very grandiose right now and say worldwide <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, you could listen to any show, um, you know, here, right here uh, from WEQY just by visiting the TuneIn app and then searching for WEQY. Um, hopefully you are sitting down and have done that and you have searched for the Unbougie Foodie as well or found the Unbougie Foodie and uh, you've gotten a little bit of food knowledge or maybe some interesting place that you can actually go to that's what this show is about and i really hope that you've enjoyed yourself um, today um with that information keep in mind that you know we're all on some type of quest on being better with 
utilizing food or not wasting food. Uh, the information that I shared today, you know, was coming from just uh, research uh, about food waste and how we could work to you know do reduction of that. Um, it was surprising to me alone that in Minnesota, that remember that big number I, I mentioned, five hundred nineteen thousand four hundred tons of food. Um, that's a lot of food. Uh, or it just wasted. Um, think about how we're able to actually you know, feed individuals that might be having a homeless situation in their life right now. Um, gosh, I yeah, it's staggering a bit. That's a lot. And then in the U.S., you know, the amount of money that's you'll be. Basically, food is being wasted, and it's just kind of like <sighs> out the window into the trash. I I know my grandmother. I remember those days. My grandmother, uh, a tomato or a bell pepper or potato, you know, something like that. You know, they would cut it up, cut off a, a small blemish, or perhaps if you know maybe one side uh, the fruit was probably sitting on one side and so that part got brown or whatever you know cut that part off <laughs> i know that seems like aren't you being cheap about that it's like no i mean it's still a good banana or a good apple or, or whatnot i mean true enough we're not telling you to eat rotten fruit or produce or whatnot but if it has a blemish um I think we do well to actually recognize that, you know, we can't, we can't let these things, we can't let food go to waste just because, hey, there's a blemish on it. Did you also know too that the same thing applies, you know, in a grocery store? There are times where items that I I, I forgot what they what was what's the word they don't look the best. Um, gosh, I forgot. And I talked about it on the show many, many months ago. But there are grocery stores that where you have the very beautiful looking um, bell peppers. If there's one that comes off that's not aesthetically looking, pleasing looking, um, that one is put in like a, a separate bin. And oftentimes... They will have those reduced. Um, it, it reduced to almost, I don't know, There, I think if I recall correctly, many times those produce and so forth might even be reduced to like 50% of what they were, you know, the others were being actually sold at. So you have a bell pepper that's, I'm just, as an example, a dollar forty-nine or a dollar, whatever. Uh, but then that's the one that's nice and pretty and beautiful and very intact. Then you have a bell pepper over here that's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> you have a small blemish or it doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing if you were to try to take a picture of it. But it's still a bell pepper. Um, it's marked at uh, 50 cents or 70 cents. What would you prefer? Would you go for the one that's... Yeah, especially if hey you know you're you're 
trying to be on a budget, low on funds, whatever, uh, wouldn't you want to go or still be able to get that vegetable? <laughs> I, I would say so. I would definitely say so. Uh, so, like I said, there are organizations, restaurants, and yeah, there are even some grocery stores that are actually taking the proactive steps to make sure that food waste um, is working towards a thing of the past. Working towards being a thing of the past. So, I'm just saying, you know, don't be picky. <laughs> you know, that, that, that bell pepper, that potato, uh, I don't know, that smaller banana than the others. <laughs> um, it's still a banana. It's still some a produce. Uh, that apple that you probably had in your refrigerator for one more day longer than you probably thought you were going to really eat, eat it. <laughs> um, don't really throw it away you know, and waste it. Um, use it for something. I don't know. That's probably a, a good segment for something. Use uh, certain things like that. Make a small apple pie. Make a, or even if it's a, a one plate dish. Uh, hey, I didn't want to waste you know this item that's in my my refrigerator. Uh, I'm gonna make this one particular dish. Or hey, it's probably just gonna be for me or. Maybe two people and leave it at that rather than try to be an entire meal. Anyway, that's our, that was our show. <laughs> I, I really do thank you so much for just, again, sitting down with me uh, and taking the time to learn a little bit more about restaurants or food organizations that are focusing on helping the community. Um, in this case, Provision Community Restaurant. Um, we learned about Cafe Racer and Taste for Waste. Make sure you go out and check that out, folks, please. So as I end every show, I want to thank you and remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be because really, it is all about the food. Until next time, peace. Foodie.